The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Yeah, we got special guests coming in, and so we're going to talk all Sooner Ball here on the Sooner or Later Sports Show. Thank y'all for pulling up on this lovely Wednesday evening. I'm your host, Jay. Thanks for pulling up here on the YouTube channel and listening wherever podcasts are downloaded and listened to. While you're here, please go ahead and wipe your feet, like, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars. You don't think you deserve it? Let's go ahead and give us five anyway and gift it. So without further ado, we're going to bring in the special guest of the day. We got KD, Kendall Doby. Coming in here, joining us today. And of course, we've got Coop Kendall. What's going on, my man? How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Hey, man. Blessed. Highly favored. Thank you for joining us, man. I was in the green room chopping it up, man. I appreciate you taking some time this evening. You said you just got back from the facilities and you're a little sore. Thank yeah. you for <laughs> giving us some <laughs> of your time. <laughs> I appreciate you guys for having me on here. Always, always. Coop, man, how you doing this Wednesday, man? Man, doing good. Uh, man, I leave for a camping trip, so I'm going camping uh, for the weekend. It's our 20th nice. annual trip, and so, uh, you know, lots of fun stuff. But uh, this is how I get to wrap up my city life for the week is talking <laughs> to one of our favorites uh, with Kendall Dolby. And uh, and and if, if, you, if you love Kendall Dolby, you're on board. If you don't know, Dude was basically the MVP of, I, I think, of all sports this year based off the banquet. So uh, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just like lead off with that, man. Talk to us about these awards you got, man. I heard that you was uh, walking out of there with just about everything, right? Yeah, I got a couple of awards. Um, <laughs> I can't remember which one. I, yeah, I remember I got the Defensive Rookie of the Year award, and that was just for, you know, coming in, being a new guy, um, you know, contributing to the team. So that meant a lot to me, to be honest with you. I really didn't expect that one. And then I had got two other awards, and it was just, you know, being tough, you know, gritty, and just, you know, giving my all on the field. So it felt really good to get them award. And, and Jay, I'm going to read it off because, like, Rookie of the Year, you hear that and you're like, oh, that's pretty dope. He's one of the, you know, the new guys there. And then the Defensive Championship Strain. So, like, when I was listening to Gabe and Teddy talk about it, they were talking about how, like, this was, like, you showed just the ability to push through and just fight through. And uh, I I want you to talk about that one because that has a lot to do with you coming in and, you know, they're like, hey, play corner. Hold on a second. Play safety. Hold on. Play cheetah. And so (laughs) tell us a little bit about how that went because we talked to Harrington, too, and he kind of got the same situation. So I'm interested to kind of hear how both of you guys' uh, stories kind of match up. Uh, yeah, it's actually crazy. So um, I came in, I was at corner, you know, all spring ball. I was at corner the whole summer. I was at corner. And then obviously y'all know uh, Justin got hurt. I think it was second game with SMU. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I, I didn't practice no cheetah. I didn't take any reps at cheetah uh, in spring ball in summer, not, nothing. So um, they had came to me, Coach Vlad had came to me and uh, all the other coaches, and they told me, you know, we just we want to try you at Cheetah for uh, this week. Uh, you know, get in with the, the GAs, you know, try to learn the, uh, the plays and everything like that. So they kind of just threw me in there against Cincinnati. And, you know, I was studying all week for it, and um, I feel like I played a pretty good game, you know, my first time doing it. And then they realized that I put a lot on tape, and, you know, they just kept rolling with me after that. So it was actually crazy how I ended up being in the Cheetah role, so. That's what's up. So, and, and so, Katie, you you had an interesting journey. Of course, you came from JUCO, went mm-hmm. up there to uh, up there. You was a Norseman up there in uh, Miami, Oklahoma. Yeah. Tell us about what it was like being there, because I, I, I asked that specifically because when I saw your tape and saw that you were someone that we were going after, I was like, oh, that dude likes to hit people. You yeah. probably mm-hmm. should get him. How, <laughs> wh- wh- how how did that? What was it like being up there in Miami, Oklahoma, playing JUCO? Uh. To be honest, it was weird. This is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> you know, ain't nothing to do out there. Um, uh, first time in Oklahoma, so, you know, that was my first impression of Oklahoma. Is this okay? Is this weeds, tumbleweeds, all that, cowboy, all that. So, um, but yeah, it was, you know, it was it was kind of weird being there. Uh, uh, I feel like I had a great experience going Juco, learned a lot in Juco, uh, met a lot of good people, a lot of good coaches. So, like I said, it was a weird situation, but it was definitely a situation that I'm really thankful for. And and now this year, you've already experienced the Oklahoma like the four different seasons in like 48 hours. Mm-hmm. So uh, so so you're you're like a, a weathered Oklahoman now because you've yeah. been through an entire cycle. 
Yeah, I got it down now. I got it. I know how it works now. <laughs> he <laughs> knows when to turn the AC on and off. Yeah, at first it was crazy. My first time up, and I kept getting sick too because I wasn't used to it. It's yep. One day it's cold, <laughs> next day it's 100 degrees, and it's going back to 30 degrees. It's just crazy. So, so yeah, I can tell the other. Bad. The other one award you got was the Grit Award. And I don't think we got to go too far into that because if you're going to come to Oklahoma and be a cowboy uh, or a Sooner or whatever we are, Plainsman, you got to have grit. And so uh, that's the one thing is when when we were seeing your name pop up as a as a potential last year, that's what Jay and I, when we f- see people, we see Champ Sanders, you know, talking about like, this is the goal line, and I promise you, you will not get through me. We see how you were just laying it down on some people. And uh, so, I mean, we both love that. So tell me a little bit about how you, uh, w- when they explained the Grit Award, uh, was there like a special play or like a special circumstance where like, you're like, all right, this is where Katie wins it? Are you are you asking me if they, they picked one or are you saying that I have like a specific one, a specific play for it? think you have either one will we'll do i'd rather hear what you uh what you thought like when did you really just look up and you're like i'm kind of balling out right now like i'm doing uh, it that's actually a good question um i would say the third game uh the no it was the second tulsa. game actually. yeah tulsa it was a tulsa game yeah and you know i got my got my feet wet a little bit you know got the pick whatever and like in my head you know my head you know i'm Always, I think I'm the best. I think I'm gonna be able to make this play, this play, and this play. Uh, but yeah, that game kind of like started it for me, and then I started building my confidence. And then they, when they put me in that cheetah, I felt natural in that position because that's what that's what I played in Juco. I was in the slot like most of the time. I was in the slot, so I felt really comfortable in that position. So you know, games kept going on. You know, I keep getting a couple tackles, uh, and then I feel like when I really realized I was balling was that West Virginia game. Like, I feel like I was everywhere that game. And, you know, that's when I was like, okay, you know, I'm doing a little something, making a little name. So that was definitely the game right there. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at the grades and stuff. That was your highest graded game, too, was the West Virginia one. You were all over the place. Uh, up there in your snaps, you I mean, you had like 50-something, 50 59 snaps, but you mm-hmm. had 70-something in the TCU game. But, yeah, that game, you were all over the place. And so I want to talk about that first interception, right? That felt like the the coming out party for you. Do you, you agree with that? Because when you came out of nowhere on that pick, I was just like, oh, 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 yeah, that, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we're looking for. Did, did that make you feel like, yep, I've arrived? Uh, to be honest, it was the complete opposite for me. Like, I was happy that I got, yeah, it was the opposite. I actually was happy I got the pick. You know, I celebrated. But for me, I'm always a guy, like, I want more. Like, I just want more. I want to do more, you know, contribute more. So it was obviously somewhere to start, and I was happy I got that pick. But it was just like, I was more hungry after that. That makes sense. Yeah. So that's actually good. You're sitting in JUCO. Obviously, you're right down the street from Norman, so that's that. You know, it, it, and it's an obvious op- opportunity if if given to you. But, um, do, like, are you aware that like you're part of this turning of the tide in the defensive backfield on, for our defense? Because I mean, it's been a while since we've had like dudes balling out in the secondary, and now we look at it as a potential strength of the entire team. So, uh, you know, t- can you talk a little bit about you know? knowing the tradition of Oklahoma, but then knowing the tradition on defense wasn't super strong. So like, did you take that as a challenge? It's like, all right, I can go in there and I can make a difference. And, or I'm starting to see it with Bowman and with Peyton and uh, all the seniors in front of you. Yeah, actually. So yeah, I definitely took it as a challenge because uh, Valai would say it all the time. You know, he would say, you know, in the past, Oklahoma DBs weren't known to, uh, he, what would he say? that we weren't the why. Like, he would always challenge us to be the why. Like, when we go out there, we're the reason these picks are happening. These are, we're, we're the reason we're making all these tackles, you know. So he challenged us every day to be the why on the team. And uh, so I feel like all of us in the corner room and even the secondary, like everybody, you know, the safeties, cheetahs, you know, whoever it was, we took that as, okay, like, you know, Brent Venables one of the known as one of the best defensive coordinators, uh, if not the best defensive coordinator in the nation. So having a coach like that and the coaches that he brings in around him to – instill that into you we definitely you know we definitely bought into that and i feel like buying into that i feel like we made a lot of plays to show that we bought into what they're uh, preaching and to be the wise so yeah we definitely bought in that's what's up so speaking of which we got a question from the audience kim asked the question how long did it take for you to truly grasp bv's defense because we know that it's a very complex defense and the fact that you were able to go in at cheetah 
from corner slash nickel slash safety. That's that role is the one role. It's like the quarter his quarterback quarterback, right? Like your middle line, your mic is your quarterback of the defense, right. but the cheater to him it's like everything. How hard was it grasping not only just the defense itself from corner, especially going into cheetah. Yeah, I come in here to be really honest. It was it was hard to be honest. <laughs> it was hard. Love it. Yes. It was, it was hard. It was hard to learn the playbook. Um, first couple of weeks, I say the first three weeks. Uh, I really like I knew what I was doing, but I'm not gonna be like I'm. A, I was 100 percent sure on what I was doing. So uh, first three weeks, and then it was like out of nowhere. I said like the fourth week, it just clicked for some reason. It just clicked, like uh, you know. And the thing that helps, like, in that defense is a lot of the plays are the same, just different rules in a way or, like, a different name. So what you got to do is you just categorize, like, you categorize this play matches with this play, this play matches with this play, and you categorize it and then you just study it. And I feel like that helped me. Once I learned how to do that, it helped me so much more and I was able to fully grasp the defense so I could go from corner to um, Tita. You know, if they need me at safety, I go to safety. And then also just – being in the film room and, uh, you know, going with, like, GAs like RC and uh, being in the film uh, with Roof and Valai, it helped me a lot, so. Okay. Let me add to that real quick. So we had Reggie Pearson on before the season started, and I'm going to keep it honest. He was hyping you up. He was <laughs> like, all I need is KD to do is get out of his own head, and that dude's mm-hmm. going to be a monster out there. Sure enough, by you said that third, fourth game, yeah. You just turned turned into a different person, or you didn't turn yeah. into a different person. You just you came out, right? So when the season started, how did y'all? Let, let me phrase it this way: Last season, the defense was not all that good, but you could tell that it was everybody was really trying to figure out this BV defense. This season, y'all moved the team moved from like in the sixties and seventies in advanced metrics to like thirties and tens in right. a lot of the rankings, which is a massive jump. How did you feel about coming into this defense this season? How do you feel like y'all performed throughout the year? Uh, For the most part, I feel like we performed really good. Like you said, from, you know, the previous year, uh, it was obviously a big jump. And I feel like this is, you know, uh, most of the reasons like grasping, like like you said, grasping BB's defense, you know. Uh, I feel like that was a reason why guys were able to jump because, you know, they was their second year into the system. And then those guys did a good job of teaching the new guys like me, you know, what they wanted, what we needed on defense. So, um, yeah, I feel like we performed good as a defense. You know, obviously there's plays and games that we wish we would have performed better. But, you know, for the most part, I feel like uh, we we made a big jump from the first year BV got there. And I feel like it can only go up. You know, it can't get worse. It can only get better. So that's how I feel about it. Yeah, that foundation is set, and with all with all now you being like I said, you being an old head now, you a veteran mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. There's so many. There's a lot of y'all returning next year. I'm I'm excited to see what it looks like. Coop, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So you are coming into this year next year. You're going to be one of the old heads. Like you, we're we're going to take a look at this secondary and legitimately from top to bottom we could have one of the best secondaries in the entire nation. Mm-hmm. Give me somebody who 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 is on the team and played this year that you're that you're like watch out for them next year because I think they're gonna be they're they're gonna launch and then somebody coming in that you got your eye on. Uh, guys who've been here, I would definitely say Peyton Bowen. Hey, y'all got a, y'all got a little glimpse of him, but he, he's a baller for real, man. He's going he's definitely gonna take off. Uh, I would say Josiah Wagner. You know he dog like you know he just got to. Like a gritty mindset, like you know, he might not make every play, but he's gonna go hard on every play. So I would say those are the two guys who've been here, and then uh, guys coming in. I would say, I would say Eli Bowman, which is uh, Peyton's little brother. He's he's a baller too. He works hard, and then I would also say, um, ooh, well, right now I think that's the guy I got the most, you know, because he's in my group for workouts and stuff like that. So I'm always able to see him work. So yeah, he's he's gonna be a baller. I love to hear that. All right, got a question from the audience. I like this one. Who hits the hardest on the defensive side, in your opinion? Who's the hardest hitter right now? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say me. I'm gonna say me. There you know, we go. Some guys ain't gonna like hey, that. Hey. You know, they gonna get their reasons why they the, the hardest hitter, this and that. But I feel like I come with a different type of aggression. I'm gonna say me. Uh, but we really got a lot of guys who like to hit. Uh, we got a lot of guys who aren't scared to hit and make plays. But I'm about to go with me on that. So. 
if any of my teammates see that, then I just just that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to put it on social media so you can retweet yeah. and let them know. Hey, yeah. uh, just let y'all know I'm the hardest hitter out here. All yeah. right, just keep it in the fuck. Oh, I think we got Reggie, another question. Reggie, like. Reggie was in there. Reggie was oh, in here too. Bad. I think. Oh, so. Reggie, oh yeah, Reggie was definitely a hitter too. That that boy can hit yeah. for real. <laughs> all right so um do you uh do they do uh check downs or are you guys free to do stuff on your own on the defense H- how do you guys kind of map out what, what's going to happen when, especially when it comes to changes oh uh, yeah we definitely got like checks to certain stuff or if they line up in this formation or they uh motion to this formation or shift uh so there's definitely like a blueprint on what we're supposed to do in those situations but okay. i feel like for the most part uh coach v wants you to you know be you while you're doing it, like keeping it in the scheme. But it could be different things. Like if they motion to this side, we call it taxi, you know, show that you're blitzing or, you know, show that you're playing off or showing that you're playing man, just switching it up. So the defense really can't get a grasp of what you're trying to do. I like that. I like that. In Sooner history, we had uh, Brandon Shelby. And I don't know if you've got a chance to see him in any tape or whatever, but he was a, a nickel, uh, kind of like a blitz specialist. And man, like he just showed up in times where you're like, we just need something big. And then he would hit a sack or he would rush the power and he would tip a ball. Something would chaos would happen. And we saw you do that. So you've made it home a few times. And I think at one point you caused an interception. What's, what's the most exciting like thing for you? Is it, is it, taking a corner blitz and just seeing like, I got him, like nobody's going to stop me. Or is it like seeing the ball coming at you and you're like, all I got to do is catch it and I can take off. That's a good question. To be honest, I feel like getting a sack is way, like a way better feeling than getting a pick. They, it feels good to get a pick, but you know, just getting a sack, you like when you feel like you timed up the blitz right and you feel like you got home, if it's a different type of feeling. So I'll definitely say a sack. Okay. I can see that. And this season, man, numbers wise, dude, you you killed it, right? Like coming in, learning a a whole new scheme and set up. You had like 40 some tackles on the season. You finished with the two interceptions, what five tackles for loss. You were all over the place. You were getting hurries. You were getting hits on the quarterback. You was doing all of it. So from your Tulsa interception, I think you were part, you were part of two iconic interceptions this season, right? Not only was it the tip one against TCU that led was it was a TCU that uh that led to Bo uh Bowman's uh uh, uh to Billy's uh touchdown. No, that was, nah, that was uh not nah, have one against TCU. The one where Billy got a pick was against uh Kansas. Oh, it was the Kansas one. That's right. It's at the end of the game. Yeah, that that should have ended the game. Anyway, yeah. uh, but the Texas one. So first Billy sets you up for an interception, yeah. then you set him up for it. How did it feel getting that pick at Red River? Also, how did it feel going into Red River? How was that experience? Yeah. So getting the pick, it felt like a dream. And this is going to tie into the experience in general. Like everything that the, you know, the players that was, that's was that been there, the coaches, the fans, whatever it was, everything that they said that game was going to be, it was literally like how it was going to be like, you know, from pulling up to the to the fair uh, to the stadium, like you know, you're gonna have Texas fans on this side screaming at you, saying whatever. Then you have OU fans on this side, and then just the, the venue itself, the stadium itself. Um, there's only one tunnel, so Texas Texas players are walking out while we're walking out. So and then just the energy around the game, like like I said, everything that everybody said that it was gonna be, it was exactly that. Like that game was crazy, and then getting that pick in that game. Man, I had so many people from back home texting my phone. They couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it at first, but it was definitely a great feeling. Hey, yeah, so you, go ahead, go. you guys got free time. You guys got free time. What'd you go eat? I didn't eat nothing actually, cause you had to like you had to like buy tickets or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but the food the food looked good though. I will say that it looked good. <laughs> I saw a few. I saw a few players wall out, and yeah. they were getting mobbed. And so I thought, man, yeah. it's just tough to walk around normal if you're just a dude. So uh, if you pop out there, especially after winning, I mean that that'd be that'd be a tough to get some. Uh, you might have just got some free tickets. Yeah, I'll do respect yeah. to the NTA. It was actually crazy uh, when we was able to go to the uh, fair after the game because uh, the Texas fans were actually like respecting us, like you know, good game. I don't think they're gonna cuss us out, say this, but they were like, good. y'all played a good game, this and that. So yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, a lot of them they 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 lose their mind on you during the game, but afterwards mm-hmm. they're typically pretty cool, which is kind of yeah. shocking, especially with the way that rivalry goes. But 
I know leading into that, did you hear stories about it? Were you kind of, were you surprised when you actually pulled up to the stadium or were you surprised when you heard the stories and then you actually got there and felt like it was a different experience? Well, different setup. Uh, I want to say I was surprised because like, in a way, I kind of I would say I was surprised because, you know, like people are telling you these stories or telling you these games like that. And, you know, you ain't, you have never experienced this. So you're like, OK, I'm going to take it for what is it what it is. If that's what they say. So uh, I feel like what surprised me more is like a year ago I was in Juco and now I'm playing in one of the biggest, if not the biggest rivalries in college football. So I feel like that's what surprised me more. Yeah. So so now you get to be part of the team that ushers. Uh, the University of Oklahoma into the SEC. So SEC, obviously, the greatest conference, uh, most competitive conference, uh, top to bottom. Uh, you bring the Oklahoma brand in. So it, it kind of ties in with a question. Like, I I know that the coach would tell you, like, hey, we're going to go 1-0. and um, But how, how do you see going into this season? Like, what mindset changes now going from, because let's be honest, like the Big 12 to the mm-hmm. SEC? Right. You're saying what's the you're saying what's the mindset going to that? Yeah, like what like do you guys change anything or is it just get better? Uh, is it is there some more intensity that you can notice in the workouts? Uh, I would say you know there's gonna be there's more intensity, but I feel like there's more intensity because uh, the guys in the room we believe in us, and uh, I feel like you don't really change anything because in the room we know what we got. Like you know, yeah, we're going to the, you know one of the or the best conference in college football, but uh, we know what it takes. You know, Smitty let us know every day what it takes to get there, and it's all about buying in. So uh, I feel like we keep the same identity, you know, just tweak some things, you know, work on what we did wrong last year. Uh, it, like, how I feel is, okay, it's the SEC, it's the biggest conference, so I got to perform at a high level every week, and that's my mindset, and I feel like all the other guys on the team think the same way, so... Yeah, I don't think we really just change. I don't think we really change anything. We just, you know, keep it the main thing, the main thing, and that's get a championship, win every game. And that's just how that's our mindset. I like that. Keep the main thing, the main thing. I like that. So I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire real quick on this one, right? So how long did y'all know that Stutzman and and uh and Billy was coming back? You said how do we know? How how long, how long? did y'all know that they was coming back, or did y'all was y'all just as, as surprised as everybody else? Danny, we was all surprised. We was like. Okay. Yeah, because Danny, Danny cleared out his locker. Like, his locker was cleared out. Yeah, they took the picture down. And uh, I had seen – I had seen – yeah, I seen Danny one night, and I asked him, and uh, he said that he was leaving. So I'm like, okay, he's leaving. You know, respect. You know, go do what you do. You know, I'm happy for him. And then the video drops, and I see it. And then I'm like, oh, he's coming back. Like, it was kind of crazy. Now with Billy, uh, Billy, I remember asking Billy the TCU game. And – uh. You know, I told him, I'm like, man, you got a crazy season, bro. Like, you could, you know, you could declare right now. I don't know what round you're going to go, but you definitely going to get some money, man. So, uh, mm-hmm. he, he just wasn't sure, though. He just kept saying, like, uh, you know, I'm going to pray about it. You know, I'm not really rushing anything. So, when Billy, it was still a surprise that Billy came back, but it wasn't as as much of a surprise as Danny's. Because Danny, we all figured out, well, at least the majority of the guys figured out once the video dropped. Okay, so it was a surprise and shock for y'all too. Okay, well, well, awesome. well I, guess, I guess this all checks out to all the stories we're hearing that he kept changing his mind. So, well, yeah, we'll go with that. So, how excited were y'all now that you got both of them back? How how excited are y'all going into this coming season? Having both of the, I guess you could say your 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 captains and mm-hmm. and your elderly guys coming back to play with y'all. <laughs> very very exciting. Uh, those are two big main pieces of this defense. And uh, I feel like going into the conference that we're going into, you know, we got to have the leadership. That's number one. And then we got to have guys that are know that know that they know what they're doing. And I feel like um, this is year three for them with BV, but year two for me. So I feel mm-hmm. like now we all got chemistry, you know, we're all really close. And um, I feel like it's a big year, definitely a big year for us. Yeah. When we're talking about, you know, 25, 26 and beyond guys. Uh, one of the things that Jay and I have kind of agreed upon is you, you got to be somebody special to, to come play the secondary at Oklahoma now. And so now you have taken, we talked about that a little bit earlier, how you took, you know, a, a struggling defense to, to a strength, new guys coming in. What do you guys try to do to kind of keep that culture to make sure that like, Hey, going forward, like this is going to stay a strength at Oklahoma from this point on. Like, what are you trying to, you know, pass down to the younger guys? 
just what it takes, you know, the mindset to, because, I mean, for the most part, everybody will say the same thing, that Oklahoma strength has always been the offense, you know, the high-flying offense and the quarterbacks. And uh, on, the, on the defensive side, you kind of feel disrespected when people don't feel like you can go and win games. So when it's telling yeah. that to the younger guys uh, is a big thing. And if you get the biggest thing to get somebody to do, what you want them to do is to, you know, get them to buy in and not only get them to buy in, but give them the reasons like, okay, like we don't want to be the, the, but we want to be the why we want to be the reason this happens. We want to be the reason we can go in there and win a game for us. You know, if offense is doing this or, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I feel like that's what we use. That's what we do to the younger guys. And they're really good at buying in. And the guys that just came in have been very good at buying in. Like, you know, it don't, I mean, it's a new team, but it feels like these guys have been here forever. That's awesome. Oh yeah, I love that. I love I love the mindset piece. So you've got the early enrollees. I know you said Eli is one of the dudes that you that's been that's been in your in your group or whatnot. Um, looking at other positions on the defensive side, who's jumped out to you all in the spring workout so far? Because I know y'all have been uh, y'all been getting it. Like you said, you're sore. You're you're recovering today with these spring workouts, man. Who's jumped out to you on the early enrollees or the the young pups that 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 makes you think, yeah, outside of Eli, we know Eli's in your group, but outside of your group, who, when you look to the side, you're like, oh, wow, that dude might be something. Uh, are you saying as far as like the freshman or are you just saying earlier? Freshman, yeah, the freshman. Yeah, I want to know about the freshman real quick, and then we'll talk about the other guys that's been stepping up. Uh, I think it's, it's Jaden Jackson. Is that his last name? Yeah, Jaden Jackson, still, yeah. I'm still, I'm still getting to know guys, so, but yeah, Jaden Jackson. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of hype about him. Like, I didn't even know as far as like, what he could do, but uh, when I started hearing the coaches, you know, speak highly on him, I really started. He's in my workout group too, so uh, I started to really pay like pay attention. And his work ethic is crazy. I feel like he's definitely gonna be he's gonna be a dude for sure. Okay, we're gonna have one more for you, real quick too. On that, uh, I've been hearing some uh, legends around Reggie Powers, uh, the other Ohio okay. kid. Mm -hmm. Talk to me. How how you feeling about uh young Reggie the third? Reggie, he's a dog. He he works hard too, and um, he's from Ohio, so you know he mm -hmm. gets a lot of he gets a lot of praise from me. That's just how we do it in Ohio. So, um, but nah, he's a dog. Um, he works hard too. Um, I feel like he could definitely come in and make an impact. And uh, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be a dog for sure. He's gonna have a great career. I like that. I like that. All right. So going into this year again, we were kind of looking at like. Could the defense be like, could the secondary be a strength? And then we look at the wide receiver, like, please, Jesus, just something work out correctly there. You guys were both like, that's two positions uh, that are, that obviously go up against each other all the time. So you got a little iron sharpens iron. Who's a receiver that when you're, when you're playing with or when you're going up against that, uh, you just, it's just a challenge every single time. Uh, well, for me, uh, I would I'm gonna see, I'm gonna get both because I've played outside and I played in the slot too. But Drake Drake Stoops at the time, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's definitely a guy that made me better. Um, Nick Anderson on the outside was you know he's always a, a, a battle going against him. But another guy who I feel doesn't get enough praise is uh, Jaden Gibson, and he's just he has like a certain swag. He has a certain swag to him that. Not a lot of guys have, you know, and he's he's a dog and going against yeah. him. I love going against him because he's gonna make a play and he's gonna let you know. And then if you were competitor, that just wants to make you go harder. Like, no, nah, I gotta get my one up on him. So it's always <laughs> fun going back and forth on him for sure. And Drake's working some folks at the senior bowl. I don't know if you've I seen some of the videos. Yeah, he's going crazy. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. But that's what he does yeah. though. Like that's that's how he practices. Like Drake is just being is doing what he always does. Like he's really that guy for real. So his route running is really that pristine where he's shaking you up with his, just his head on accident. Yeah, nah. He's not the most uh, athletic guy, the fastest guy, but he's just so technical and crisp in his routes. Like, yeah, he, he's a dog. See, now I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Okay. So uh, we got some questions coming in for, from the people. Uh, you told you, you know, in the green room, got to ask. So where did you hear about Schmitty? Who told you about Schmitty? You told me already, but I want you to tell the audience who told you about Schmitty. You got to give us your first story or a story of something that went down when you uh, when you met him. Yeah, so uh, I actually heard about Smitty through Twitter, like all the fans talking about. That's really <laughs> where I hear. That's where I found out about Smitty. Just, uh, all the things people were saying about him, but when I really feel out, like like realize, okay, this is what they were talking about. Is uh, it was our first week of summer training. And we, my my group was the first group. I think we was what seven fifteen. 
I forget what it, what time it was, but we were the first group to work out and we do our workout, we lift our weights first and then we run to the grass field and we go do our conditioning. So we're doing our little conditioning, you know, running back and forth, running back and forth. And, you know, Smitty, he's not liking what's going on. Like we just got back. So he, in his eyes, we wasn't giving the best that we could give. So we're running, we're running. We get to our last sprint, it's supposed to be the last one. We run it and we come back. And we all think he's done. He's like, come up, everybody come up. So we come up and we're thinking we're about to get, okay, y'all are done. Now he said, now y'all walk in and y'all come back at 12 or whatever time it was. He made the whole group come back. And that's when I was, yeah, he made the whole group come back. Yeah, and we was on our last one. So that's when I was like, okay, this is legit. Like he's he's a real deal. Like whatever he's seen that he didn't like is it was obviously enough to make us come back. So we came back that afternoon. We uh, everybody, you know, realized like, oh yeah, he ain't playing around. So we finished the the run. <laughs> yeah, we all learned from that. <laughs> oh, I gonna learn today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's oh my gosh, that's tough. Especially, I mean, that's the just the mental anguish that you have to just go through to be like, all right, we done, and that wasn't too bad, or I'm gonna hurt, and then no, 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 no. It's it's yeah. it's you guys. It's game over. We start over. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, uh, if it was misspoken, but we made a joke, obviously the buzzwords in the uh, off season before the year was competitive depth. And so we started a little contest or a little game to where anytime somebody says that you got to take a drink. So, uh, when, when you hear competitive depth in the, in the media is, 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 do they also kind of preach that on you guys, you know, into feeding into the person next to you because we're here as a team, next person up? Like, hey, how is that? Because, I mean, that's always one of the biggest things for me is, like, how do the players handle that? Because, like, you want to start and then everybody else can come in once you guys have, you know, torn it up. But, mm-hmm. uh, like, how are you push a guy to be better, to potentially, maybe potentially take your job, but like, how does that work out? Yeah, so competitive depth is a real thing for sure. Like that's a real thing. I'll get my sip real quick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's it's a real thing, and um, I feel like how it works is just, you know, if all the guys in the room want it, like, there's nobody on, on this team who doesn't want to get on the field. So whether it's a young guy, whether it's a guy who's never played, he wants to get on the field and feed his family just as bad as you do. So if if he's grinding and you're grinding. Your mindset is, what can I do to get one up on him? Not in a bad way. It's just like, we all want to be great, and I want to be greater. So when you get that going back and forth from uh, uh, teammate to teammate, it makes the whole room better because everybody's working and giving their maximum effort on every play, every uh, workout. So I feel like we got that in this room a lot, and uh, I feel like it's making us great. And we go into every workout with a mindset like, uh, I'm not going to miss a day. Like I'm going to treat every day the same way, and that's to work hard. So. It's a real thing, though. I, I like that. Got to keep pushing each other, man. And I, right. and I love that y'all – the sermon that's preached to everybody is that this team is a family, right? And then every time I see a recruit say something about the team, they feel like it's a family environment. And as you're making mention now, it feels like a family environment. When you first got there, man, who embraced you first and, and, and basically took you under their wing and helped you get going as a Sooner? Uh – I would say Woody Washington, but that was uh, Woody was my host on my OV and my unofficial. Okay. But yeah, for me, I'm a. Uh, it takes me a while to warm up to people. Like once I warm up to you, then okay, like you know, we locked in. And so at first, I wasn't really warming up to anybody. Like I was kind of the quiet guy. But you know, mm-hmm. Woody, uh, like I said, I knew him, so he started bringing me around the guys and started to get to know them. And then after that, it's like it's a true family in this locker room. Like we got so much love for each other. Uh, nobody has any issues with. It anybody else so no it's definitely a true family love to hear that all right i got a couple questions coming through going into the sec what game coming up getting you the most excited what's we'll we'll, we'll make this a two two for for you right mm-hmm. what stadium was the coolest stadium you went to this past season and what stadium are you excited about going to or game to play against next season in the sec uh this season uh, i would say definitely the cotton bowl that would be number one uh, All right. but, good. Yeah, but yeah, definitely the combo. But uh, when we went to Cincinnati, Cincinnati, I don't know what it was. I think that stadium only holds like 
30,000, something like 40. Yeah, 30, 40, 35, 40. Yeah, nothing like that. But for some reason, that stadium was rocking. Like, yes, I don't know if it's because they had the little clap thing. I don't know what it was, but (laughs) they had had a nice stadium. And then my third, I would definitely say playing in the the Alamo Dome. It was that was a cool experience. Okay. Yeah, but the the stadium that I'm most excited to go play into is definitely Death Valley. I'm ready to go to Death Valley. I can't wait. I can't wait for that game. But we got a lot of uh, great uh, games this year and a lot of great venues that we're going to go to. So I'm excited because it's new to everybody, whether it's your third year, fourth year. This is all a new experience for all of us. So I'm excited for it. That's a good point. Yeah, because ain't nobody really been to Jordan Hare to see see Mm -hmm. Auburn before. Ain't nobody been to the Grove, which I can't wait to go to that as a road game. I heard the Grove is dope. I've been to Death Valley before. Death Valley is flames. It is. You feel it. For real, yeah. yeah, yeah, you feel it when you walk in there, man. Like it's the Cotton Bowl is a different world, and I think because the fact that y'all come down the same tunnel, you're right. literally being bussed into the middle of a of a uh, of a the fair. freaking fair. So it's just <laughs> weird. It's just like this is not normal, right? Mm-hmm. You go to Death Valley, man. Not only them Louisiana folks crazy, <laughs> but hundred and like four thousand folks, they be rocking mm-hmm. it. So yeah, the yeah, venom, yeah. 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 It's, yeah, I think the only the only guy on the team who's been in the SEC stadium is uh, Dejon Terry, and he tells. That's true. He played Tennessee. Yeah, he tells stories all the time. Like it's legit. It's it's, it's real. So I'm excited. So, so you got uh, so, okay. So you said Death Valley. Um, you know, I, I've I've been a big proponent on. You know, you've got like Tennessee, who's going to be stru- trotting out a rookie uh, mm-hmm. or a first year quarterback. South Carolina, a new quarterback. Um, you know. LSU is going to be trotting out a new quarterback. So you guys got some, you got some young pups that you guys can feast on. Um, you know, w- what would be the, uh, I-, I mean, obviously if you want to go to death Valley, but what would be like, would it be like a game ceiling pick? Would it be like a game ceiling sack? What, you know, if, if you could just sack the quarterback, look up at death Valley and just give him a nice little, sh- like what, what gets you pumped up about playing in front of these big crowds? Uh, yeah, definitely making plays and just what we call standing on business. Like, and I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like this year is gonna be so, mean so much more just because. Let's be honest, you no, know, like outside of you know the OU family, the the fan base, them, they don't believe that we're gonna come in there and make any noise. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't believe that. So this year is definitely it's always it always means a lot. But this year I feel like it's gonna mean a lot more. And, uh, I'm gonna have to do that now. So if I make a play, I'm definitely gonna have to sister crab for sure. Just, just look up. Just, <laughs> just yeah, got to. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and you're right because everybody's starting to, you know, to say welcome to the SEC. You're gonna learn mm-hmm. what it's really like. Even though we're not playing Georgia and Alabama every single week, right? You know, right. we're actually gonna play teams in the conference that we beat in years past. So that that to me is uh, gets me excited about what y'all gonna look like. So going from there though. Um, Playing in Cincinnati, that game you, you you mentioned how the the stadium there was rocking, and it, it was it was small. Going into from forty thousand to a hundred thousand, man, like what in your mind? How does that make your mind feel that you're gonna be jumping that big when it comes to the crowds? That's crazy to be honest. When you when you put it like <laughs> that, going, yeah, going from forty thousand to a hundred thousand, that's that's crazy. But um, like I said, I'm excited for it. You know, I feel like that's gonna make the game more intense and. They say the SEC is that real ball, so um, I can't wait. Okay, okay. Got one, not another one. We got the new coach in. You got Coach Allie joining. Zach Allie joined the staff recently. You've got somebody asking, is he bringing the juice in practice? Is he crazy? Is is, is he a little Brent Venables? Yeah. And, baby. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, we have skills and drills, basically, where we just go in and we do uh, – uh, position drills and stuff like that. I'm with the corners when I do my uh, position drills and stuff like that. Sometimes I go with the safety, but actually I was talking to uh, Desan McCullough and he's obviously with the linebackers when they do Indy. And he's, they said like, he's a young dude. So he has so much energy, so much juice. So he's definitely been bringing that juice for sure. He's definitely uh, a spitting image of Coach V. See, there we go. That's exactly as expected. So- Go ahead. So when you see when you see somebody who's only two or three years older than you uh, as a coach with that much energy, it's got to keep you going, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of off-topic ones. We'll jump in real quick. All right. Last, 
Harrington, when Justin Harrington was on there, he's a food critic, right? He he's pretty particular about his foods. Um, we're gonna ask you, what, what's your favorite food that you have here in Oklahoma that you now enjoy? And then overall, what's the favorite food that you like to eat? Um, if you had a choice right now. Uh, my favorite food. Let me think. Oh, I got one. Uh, I never tried chicken fried steak till I came to Oklahoma. I didn't even know that was a thing. To be honest. With you. Oh, word. Yeah. Oh, I God, you're from Ohio. That's yeah, true. Yeah, in the South. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't know nothing about that. But when I tried it for the first time, it was it was good. And then what you say the second question was? Um, from home, like what what's something that you would love to have here to eat? If you if you had a choice from from how from home, what oh, would you bring home? here to eat? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, we got these things that's called their chips back home. I don't know if you know them, but they're probably from home, so you probably don't know about it. But uh, they're called Grippos, and they're like these barbecue chips, and they're like soft and they're they're good. And uh, I be I asked my mom to send me some, but she never has, so I'm mad about <laughs> that. But yeah, it would definitely be it, yeah, it would definitely be the the Grippo. Okay. I like that. That's I it. like that. All right. So being from Ohio, and I know that you're not from Cincy, but uh, is Skyline Chili really chili? I've never tried it, to be honest. <laughs> I've All never right. tried it. Yeah, I hear, I hear it's big up there, especially in Cincinnati. It's big, but I've never tried it. But uh, everybody says that it's good. But I, I need to try it. You know, being from Ohio, I really need to, but I never got the chance to. It's a sauce. I'm standing on it. I'm standing on that business. It's a sauce. Mm-hmm. It's not it's chili. A it's a sauce. Oh, so you, so you, you tried it? or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, no, no. I got family that live up, uh, used to live up there in Cincinnati and Mason, and uh, okay. and so we would, you know. So I've been up there a few times, and the first mm-hmm. time I had it, I didn't know anything. I just thought I was eating chili and spaghetti, and right. I took a bite, and I was like, "What in the elf is going on here?" Because it was so mm-hmm. sweet, because uh, the cinnamon. So yeah, yeah, I can definitely just... try it though. That's funny. That's funny. All right. So we got somebody. I want to got another question for you in here, which I really liked. All right. What's the biggest thing you learned when you was playing at NEO and food place? What, where did you eat? If, uh, if there was a spot there that you would go to on a regular basis? The biggest thing that I learned playing at NEO, uh, I would say. Uh, <clears throat> Chicken fried steak. Yeah, as far as the food spot, uh, there was a little food truck in uh, uh, Miami, and it was like it was like hibachi food, and it was actually really good. We used to go there all the time. They, yeah, it was good. But uh, the biggest thing that I learned at NEO would probably just to um, work hard and grind. You know, be, that Juco life is real, and um, I feel like that te- uh, there was a lot of things that tested my character. But I feel like it made me a stronger man, especially because I was miles and miles and hours away from home. You know, mom couldn't just come and save me. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's definitely what I learned is to, you know, uh, push through adversity whenever it hits. So. Okay, that's a good one. That's good. Um, Got another one here. Uh, <laughs> Brian, I'm done with you. Uh, did anybody convince you to do some cow tipping while you was up there in Miami? Or have you heard of cow oh tipping before? Yeah, no, I heard of it. But <laughs> if somebody would have convinced me, I'm going to be honest, I would definitely would I would never do nothing like that. Those cows are too <laughs> big. Like, they're too big. I would never do that. Yeah, man, they got a little bit too much weight on them, man. That's, that's yeah. not something that you want to try to bench press, right? I mean, yeah. I know you probably can hit two and a quarter with no problem, but that, but yeah. those things are six and seven. That's a mm-hmm. uh, my back hurts thinking about it. All right, what's getting you hype on game day? What music is in your headphones that's getting you uh, pumped up, prepared for the game? Uh, I listen to NBA Youngboy, uh, okay. Little Baby. Um, I'm from Ohio, like I'm from Ohio, so we listen to a lot of Detroit music in Ohio because Michigan's right there. So I have Detroit music in my ear, but sometimes I like little soft music, you know, just get me relaxed. So I switch it up. I definitely switch it up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Give me. Uh, I don't know if you've got any season goals, but do you have any any personal goals for you uh, specifically for this coming season? Uh, definitely. Uh, Definitely, my goal is to be first team all conference, uh, first team all American. Like I said, really big goals for myself, uh, but in my eyes, I can accomplish all of them. So, definitely, uh, first team all American. And then, just goals, you know, that my, me and my teammates, you know, that we have a great season. That's a goal to accomplish what we set, uh, all the goals that we set. So, I feel like if the whole room's happy and we're doing our thing, you know, that would be the biggest accomplishment is to go in there and make some noise and, uh, you know, show them what OU football is about. 
I like that. I like that. So, okay, I got to ask this. I mean, I don't want to throw no shade at nobody, though, but was the fields really that bad at BYU? <laughs> oh, my. oh. They, nah, they were, I'm sorry, but they were terrible. They were terrible. Because I usually I usually wear these red cleats uh, for every game that we play. And uh, for that game, they told us they told us all we can practice that. They're going to give us these other cleats with studs on the bottom of them that, like, can screw in on the bottom. So uh, we get to BYU, and we go out to the field, and I'm in my red cleats. I'm like, nah, like, I like the way the red cleats look. Like, I'm not wearing the other cleats. So I go out there, and we're doing warm-ups, and I'm slipping everywhere and sliding. It was just – it was bad. So I went back in, changed my cleats, and wore the studs the whole game. But, yeah, the, I'm sorry, BYU, but the field, the field was terrible. <laughs> the field was terrible. The, uh, and that's all I've heard is I've heard about BYU's field is just awful. Them in Iowa State, it's like as the season gets progresses, it's just the field gets worse and worse. It was, and a, just it was a great pray. environment, though. It was a great environment. And then the scenery, you know, with the mountains yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful to be in Utah. That was my first time in Utah. And then my birthday was the, the day before that game. So, being, okay. so yeah, it was it was nice to be able to go out there. Definitely had a, a great experience. And the fans were nice. And it was a great experience, though. But that field was just not yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Out of sliding. Yeah, that wasn't it at all. <laughs> not at all. Oh, man. Cool. All right. So um, what's a, g- give me a prediction for, for your you guys as a team. Something, you don't have to do a record or anything like that, but give me a prediction, something that you guys will accomplish as a team this year. Uh, I would say on the defensive side, I definitely feel like we're going to lead the, uh, a few categories in the nation, whatever it is, you know, it might be picks, uh, inter- you know, picks, PBUs. I feel like we're definitely going to get better on defense. And then I feel like offense, I feel like they're going to do their thing and take care of business. And, you know, I predict, I just predict us to have a good season in general. I like that. I like that. I got a good question that came in here. And this is what I was thinking about. Is, is Coach V intense? Like when the first impression, when you first met him, how did that go? Well, the first impression is, is smooth because we're not out of, like we're not on the field yet, so he's very nice. But when it's when it's time to go to work, I don't know what he does, but he flips a switch, and once he flips that switch, he's definitely intense. But you know, he's coming from a good place. You know, anything that he might say at practice or yell at you, you know, he doesn't mean it. He just wants you to be a great player, and mm-hmm. he's not even just a great player, he wants you to be a good man. So a great man. So when he puts that fire on you, it's not just him putting the fire on you and uh and practices for football he's putting pressure on you and to see how you're going to respond as a man so yeah the first impression is great but when he gets out on that field you're going to feel him in a different way for sure that's what i'm talking about all right so uh reggie's dad is in here reggie reggie jr <laughs> reggie's dad is in here and he said that your little brother is out here get got a pick six against uh reggie uh this past year so yeah. talk to me about your little brother, man. We trying to bring him down to Norman? What's going on? We get another you? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to uh, – when the camp start in, in the summertime, I'm definitely going to have my little brother come out here. But, yeah, my little my little bro, he's a dog. He's a dog. Um, yeah, that's really – like he's, he's a dog, and I hope that uh, his recruitment hasn't really taken off yet. But, you know, he's staying down, staying patient, and hopefully it goes up soon. But yeah, he did have a he did have a pick against Centerville, and I was excited to see that play. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, let me see. I know we've got a couple more questions in here. That's gonna be good. All right, who's the biggest prankster on the team? Who's the one that uh, that you gotta watch out for? They be doing stuff. Uh, Desan McCullough, he's definitely one. Uh, oh, Danny, word. Yeah, this, Danny Stussman, he's definitely one. You gotta watch out for him. Um. Those are like the biggest two that I can say right now. So, yeah, they'll definitely get you. You got to watch out for them. When you see Danny and and Kanik, uh tweet stuff out, and they're doing their crazy stuff. Do, do you does it even like phase you anymore? Or are you just like, yep. <laughs> you said, does it phase me? Yeah, does it even does it even surprise you anymore? Or are you just like, of course nah, they have a sword in the middle of the snow. Yeah, no, nah, that's just them being them. It don't even surprise me. <laughs> At first, I'm like, they're doing all these things. I didn't really know them like that. So I'm like, yeah, they're crazy. But like, but now it's like, it's normal. They're just being them, having fun. So I respect it. 
I like that. I like that. All right. We're going to got a couple more questions. We're going to let you enjoy the rest of your eating. You need to recover. I know that body's hurting. Uh, wings or burgers? Which one oh, do you prefer? Wings. Most definitely. I love wings. Flats or drums? Uh, it depends on my mood. Sometimes I want strictly flats, and then sometimes I want both. So, yeah, it depends on my mood, though. So what you're telling me is it's not a moment that you want only drums. Yeah, nah, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> So it's either both or flat. So it sounds like Flats is winning this one. Right, yeah, yeah. If if they got that, okay. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm gonna cool. go get you some got... wings. I'm gonna go get some wings tomorrow. <laughs> now, yeah. now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry. Yeah, that's good. That's good right <laughs> uh, no, man. I hey, I appreciate you uh, getting back with me and coming on. You know, obviously, um, you know, we, we've had Co on and we've had. Um, Justin Harrington, uh, a couple of the recruits, um, you know, uh, our, our boy, uh, Okoye, uh, take care of Danny. Uh, you know, he's one Tulsa, a Tulsa boy from up here. Um, but, uh, man, we appreciate you coming on and, uh, we'll probably ping you, you know, a little bit closer to the season, see what you think. Some of the, uh, the young cats come in, find out what the, the whole entire team finally looks like, because with trans, uh, transfer portal, I mean, you're meeting folks like every single day. Like, man, am I gonna? <laughs> how long? How long are you hanging out with me? <laughs> right, nah, for real. Yeah, you're trying to learn names and everything. So I totally yeah. understand it. Like, you know, yeah. like you said, you know, you, there's so many new people coming in and out. You trying to figure out names and get to know who they are. But uh, no, we really appreciate you pulling up, man. Thank you for coming, taking some time to join us. Um, yeah, man, you enjoy your evening, like. Coop mentioned, love to talk to you closer to the season starting and uh, see how you feel post-spring, especially after the spring game, man. I, I, wh- where are you going to be playing in the spring game? Are they still going to be having you running cheetah and slot and, and corner? Do you know uh, where you're going to be at? It's kind of still up in the air, but I think I'll definitely be uh, at cheetah a lot more. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Hey, yeah, you, speed, you, makes sense. you can't defend the defensive newcomer, but grit and uh, the championship yeah. strain, you got to defend it. You got to defend yeah, it. You got to keep it going. Got to. Got to. Keep it going. Well, Katie. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate you guys for reaching out, and I definitely look forward to uh, tapping back in with y'all closer into the season. So I appreciate you guys. Yeah, let's make yeah. that happen, my man. Let's make that yeah. happen. Thanks again. No Everybody, doubt. thank y'all for pulling up. Tell this man thank you. Hit that like button if you're new to the channel. Subscribe. We will uh, chop it up with every single one of y'all. I don't know. In like, uh, what? Probably about a day or two. Y'all have a good one. Peace.